0: Hi, welcome to NDE TV. I'm Peggy Robinson. Today's guest is Victor Hicks, and he's going to tell us about his near-death experience, which is what the audience wants to hear.
1: All right. Thank you, Peggy. Uh, actually, I have two NDEs, and uh, well, I introduced myself first. I'm uh, Victor Hicks. I'm a deputy sheriff. I've been a deputy sheriff for... Uh, This is like the 23rd, 24th year, something like that. I'm also an ordained minister. I didn't, uh, it's not like God called me to be a minister or anything. But uh, when I was young, you know, I uh, figured I'd try to look for stuff myself. I was searching for God. And and, uh, so I went and uh, studied with a couple of uh, schools online and got my ordination and stuff like that but I'm not a preacher or anything but I I used to but I'll get to my stories okay my first NDE happened uh when I was 20 years old I don't know if you can see I have a scar here and I had I was uh I had a chronically infected gland and it was I was going to have surgery to get it taken out at uh KU Medical Center here in Kansas City and uh and they were telling me that it would be routine surgery, and that uh, it would be okay. I I had I didn't have any uh, reason to doubt that, you know. My doctor was confident, he was a really good guy, and uh, so uh, I went and had the surgery. I was twenty years old, and uh, after the surgery, they. Uh, had me in the uh, hospital room and they put me on a an IV and uh, as soon as they put it in, my chest started hurting. And I say, so I was telling the nurse, I said, hey, uh, this m- making my chest hurt. So she came in and checked me and she said, you know, you know sometimes uh, the the stuff inside the, of the bag is cold. And so when it goes into your veins, it will uh, it'll kind of hurt. It should be okay. And I said, okay. So and I'm sitting there and uh it would uh hurt really bad and then it would go away. So I'm laying there, you know, I'm watching TV and uh and later on it, it hurt all off and on through the day. This was maybe noon when when I got out of surgery. And uh so off and on during the day I was pushed the button again, it was hurting so bad. And then uh, at night, that night, it was like 1040 at night. I'll never forget it. I was watching Nightline with Ted Koppel. I, I, I always watched that because I thought I was going to be a political genius <laughs> watching that stuff. And uh, so I was watching Nightline with Ted Koppel and all of a sudden I had a pain so hard, that uh, so bad that it's like an elephant sat on my chest and I was gone. I was up over my body and I can see my body on the bed And uh, the blue lights from uh, the—I could see the blue rays from the TV on my body in the bed, and I could still hear Ted Koppel talking. And I thought, you know, am I dreaming? But I knew I wasn't dreaming, because all of a sudden, I knew everything. I knew what Ted Koppel was thinking. (laughs) And so—and I said, okay, am I dead? And so uh, I said, God, help me. And so I was back into my body, and I pushed a button. and and the uh, my doctor came in and he usually wasn't there that the time of night. His name was Dr. Hignite. And he said, Uh, hey, Victor, what's going on? And I was telling him, I said, Hey, I think I died or something. Man, I just had like a heart attack or something. I was out of my body. And he said, What you? he said, uh, and I, I told him my chest has been hurting all during the day. And he said, Did you tell the nurses? I said, Yes. And uh, they were telling me that you know it's okay and it was normal and stuff, but I just left here, man. And he said, Man, uh, he said. So he screamed at us, "Get in here and get this IV out of you know." And uh, then he came back in after they took it, took the IV out to talk to me because he believed me. He said, "Hey, uh, you know, he, he had heard about these things, and uh, he wanted to hear what I." But I was freaked out, you know. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I didn't know. i was like, man, I was freaked out. But uh, but I, I you know, I told him and. Uh, that kind of changed my life because all I was thinking about was foolishness <laughs> up until that time. But I knew that, uh, well, I'm going to back up a little bit. I was uh, raised in church and, you know, we went to church as much as we could. And uh, when I got 16, I, was, I started thinking, hey, man, this is a bunch of foolishness. They got they're doing this to uh, make me act right or something. I don't know what the deal is, but I think this is a bunch of foolishness. And it's not serious enough, you know, because I would see people in the church uh, misbehaving and stuff like that. so I was, uh, I was, I said, well, I'm going to be serious. I'm going to be having a more serious religion. I'm going to be a Muslim. So from the time I was 16 till the time I was 20 there, I didn't eat any pork or anything like that. You know, I didn't go to the, uh, you know, didn't get all the way down. I was going to change my name to Amir, but you know, Funny thing happened on the way to the mosque. When I, <laughs> when when I came back, when I asked God to bring me back, I knew who it was. I knew that that was the God that I knew uh, from the Bible, and I He brought me back, and I never never thought about that again. And they were asking me, you know, what can I bring? Is there anything I can bring you? I said, yeah, some bacon. You hear me? I haven't <laughs> <laughs> I had I <laughs> any bacon in like four years. Yeah, give me some bacon, buddy. And uh, this is foolishness here. And so, so I started uh, believing, you know, again. And uh, so uh, from the time I was 20, you know, I was 25 years old. I got married and had three children. And uh, then I went through a divorce with that mom and uh, i married again. <laughs> and I was going through another divorce, <laughs> went through another divorce. And uh, anyway, things spiraled. So it, my second MGE, I'm going to go back because I had an out-of-body experience too before that. Do you want me to do that first? Maybe, maybe I should do that first because I was okay. maybe, I don't know, what was I? I was probably... Uh, 23 24 years old I was uh in Orlando, Florida living down there with my sister and I had a part-time job at night at Pizza Hut and uh and one night we got robbed and it was a real stressful experience man they were shooting guns and everything and when I got home that night uh I, I, I prayed I asked God hey God, you have um, all power, and uh, there, we got, I thank you that we got out of there safely tonight, but there are a lot of people around the world who are robbed and raped and everything who didn't get out. And I asked God, I said, do you care? And, uh, and when I asked God that, when I said the word care, I was up over the earth. That's why I don't believe in the flat earth stuff. I could see right. the earth spinning. <laughs> I could see the earth spinning around real fast. And I could see images coming out. And it was like, one was like a, a child starving or something like And I had a, a, a hurt and a pain in me. It's like, a it's no words to describe it. The hurt that I felt. A human can't do it. A uh, human can't feel it. Oh, my
0: gosh. You were showing uh, what God feels, weren't you?
1: Yes, exactly. And I, and I, I, it was a woman being uh, tortured. And then I saw another, another scene, and I felt it every time. It was so bad. And God said, I feel that's how I feel it. And he said, uh, don't ever ask me do I care again. And I was back. Oh,
0: wow. wow.
1: Yes. So that was my out-of-body experience. And after that, during that experience, I became, I think I was uh, an empath then, before that, but I was really one after that. But I didn't understand, I never, I didn't know for 30 years later what an empath was. I just thought I was crazy, you know, I get around people. That's why your uh, program and others are so important, you know, to uh, understand things like this, because I became an empath that I didn't. I didn't understand what an empath was.
0: Well, I was going to ask you, you, you when you finished, well, go ahead and jump in here. Your twenty-year-old NDE, when you felt what the news guy was talking, you felt, you felt his thoughts. I mm-hmm. wondered then, were you an empath after that? Because this, my experience, whatever we experienced on the other side, that extra mm-hmm. sense, you know, tell telepathic, you know, that we bring it back and and I wouldn't be surprised, you know, that's just my feeling,
1: you know, yeah, we're projecting may, it, my
0: stuff on you, but
1: it may, it may have, but, but I didn't understand it. then. I did not understand. Right. And, uh, and, uh, it's what, hard you know, to
0: understand, what, isn't it? We don't you know. know we do. have these gifts until we have them until we use them
1: or right. And, uh, people would get around me and they are sad, man. I'll start crying. I had to get out of the room. I'm like, they're like, what's the matter with you? You know, I, I didn't know. I thought I was you know, like, crazy. And uh, but anyway, uh I became an empath after that, but I didn't understand it. So fast forward to uh uh April 27th, 2010, and I was going through a lot of stuff. I was just going through a divorce, my mom had just died I'm uh dispute with my family over the house and all kind of stuff. And I, my blood pressure was so high. I was, I was a captain, uh, at the job I was on at, in my profession. I was, and, uh, and I was a lot of stress with that too. The place I had, we had like 1500 inmates. So, and I was, would run a whole shift with that. And, uh, so I was, with my blood pressure so high, I was getting these uh, migraines, and my and my it would ring in my ears. And man, I would I would really was wanting to shoot myself in the head. I couldn't get rid of it. I had all these bills. I had debt piling up. I said, "Oh my god!" So, uh, make a long story short, one day I I took I, uh, a uh, bottle of pills of like five hundred Benadryl. I took them. And before I took them, I... 500. Benadry, oh my
0: gosh.
1: Yeah, I was going to shoot myself, but I heard God say, don't shoot yourself. You don't want your son to find you like this. And I had... uh, My son had been living with me. I was living in Leavenworth, Kansas at the time. and, uh, And he had run away. He wanted to live with his friends. And I hadn't seen him in like a month. So I was like, yeah, well... Maybe, you know, but as soon as I took those pills, my son walked in the door, <laughs> daddy, what's going on? And I, uh, I don't know, son, uh, I I didn't tell him what I had done, but I was really, really thirsty. And I was saying, oh, give me some water. And I couldn't drink it, you know, and he, and he called 911 and got me taken to the hospital. And on the way to the hospital, I was gone I was in the elevator, uh, in the uh ambulance and I was gone. <laughs> I could see the guy in there and he was yanking on my arm, you know, and the thing. And I was gone. And uh next thing I know, it was uh maybe 1231 o'clock in the morning. I was in St. Luke's Hospital in Kansas City, Missouri, and uh saw my ex-wife standing over me. I was like, okay, yeah. This didn't go too well. I was being in hell, you know, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, it was my son and the doctor, and they say, and the doctor say, "Hey, well, he's back. Look like you're back. You okay?" You know, yeah. And they asked me, "What did you take?" I didn't tell them. I said, ah, "I was upset that I was still here, said, whatever." So anyway, they sent me home, and uh, I didn't remember anything. I just felt like I was had been hollowed out and uh, refilled and uh so I was still very sleepy I was so sleepy I couldn't have known anything anyway and my daughter brought me home took me home and uh you know I woke up the next day I remember what happened <laughs> i had uh this is what this is my I i first thing I saw was uh the a light i' would say the light and it was like like the classic, like everybody says, it was brighter than 10,000 suns, but uh, it didn't, didn't hurt my eyes. It was like a, like the uh, first flash of kind of like a nuclear bomb. It's like beautiful. and uh, But it was love at the same time. And, it, you know, so much light and so much love. There's no human words can possibly describe it. And, uh, he said, uh, I have no condemnation for you. And, uh, I was thinking, you know, you know, those are, I know what it means, but those weren't, uh, in my vernacular. So I was like, uh, and I never thought that, you know, that might be the the root of my problem because I, I'd been kind of depressed all my life. It was kind of a cloud over my life, but, uh. Uh, he said, I have no condemnation for you. Cause I, and he know that I was thinking that I might go to hell, you know, for killing myself. And, uh, he said, I have no condemnation for you. And then, uh, he said, uh, your life is not yours to take. And I was thinking like, well, whosoever, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and take it? Cause I'm tired of it. And, uh, he said, he said, first he took me. It's kind of like, uh, I'm saying this in like this uh, linear, but it was all like at the same time. He put me uh, inside of this light. Like I was in a swimming pool, kind of uh, like underwater, but uh, in, in, inside of the water, you, are, you and the water are separate, even though you're in the, under the water. But I became one with this light. And uh, in love, and then uh, next thing I know, I was kind of standing there, and uh, and the light turned into real thick, like buttermilk, and started in my head and went all the way down until my and when it got to my feet. I woke up, I was in the St. Luke's house with my ex wife ex-wife standing there, and my <laughs> <laughs> the doctor. And, the, and God said, He said, "You let people know.' That's why. I called. I mean, you know, I uh, emailed him. He said, "You let people know that I'm a loving father. That I'm, uh, I've been, mis- I'm being misrepresented." He said, That's what God told me." He said, It I'm certainly is." He said, yes, he said that. Uh, I love you. I, I'm doing everything I can to get you in. Not trying to see any uh thing that you're doing to uh, exclude you. He said, He's doing everything he can to put you in it. And uh I'm trying to no, know he he's real he he's very real and he's loving he whoever out there that might hear this, God loves you. He's not condemning you. we condemn we condemn ourselves, and I have been condemning myself, you know so oh. that's part of my story. <laughs> that's
0: beautiful. I appreciate you sharing that.
1: All right. all right, and well got any questions. I had a uh another thing I had, I had I had a, a dream. It was in April of 2020. Did you want to hear that? Sure. Okay, I had a it was uh April, I'm not, I'm not sure the exact date, but it was April of 2020 during this COVID thing. And I was uh sleepy I'd gotten home from work and uh so I I was saying a prayer while I was laying down, and I, then I said that, uh, and I don't know where I got this from, and I and I prayed uh, that we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. And when I said that, I I was on a street.
0: What did but you say?
1: I said when I I said we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. I was praying, and then when I said that, all of a sudden I was on the street, and uh, it was a it was kind of like a street, <laughs> and, uh, and it went up a hill, and then there was a, a man coming down the hill, but I couldn't see his uh, face, it was light, and he had on a robe, and he came down, he was walking down the hill to me, and he reached out his hand, and he had a hold in his hand, and he grabbed my hand, and when uh, he grabbed my hand, I was like a little ch- a child, and he took my hand, and he took my left hand, and we were walking up to... Walk, went walking up the hill and uh he showed me the first thing I, the first person I saw was my my father who had out, passed and, and my father I couldn't talk to the people and they weren't really talking to me with words they were like uh telepathy I just, yes and my father he smiled and he said uh you're surprised to see me here, aren't you? <laughs> and, I, and I didn't really know, you know, I didn't know what my father believed. You know, he's kind of a quiet person. and He, he did a lot of stuff. He was a genius and he knew all kinds of stuff. And I never really knew what he believed. Or so I was kind of, I didn't know. I was hoping to see him. And I saw him and my mom was standing next to me and she waved next to him. And she waved and I had a, couple of sisters, three sisters that had uh, passed and I saw my sisters and I had a niece that had died when uh, she was two years old. I think I was maybe nine. And she was I saw her and um uh, about told you I was married a couple of times. I saw my first father-in-law and he was so happy to see me. He had the biggest smile and he loved he was, had been in the army and he loved the army and he had on um, this army uniform, you know, like the uh casual one where he played basketball he was playing basketball and he was, had his hair, you know, a, a hair a box cut and he was saying, I'm playing. And he's he talking about the position he played. He said, I'm playing jump center. You know, he's laughing. And, and, uh, and I, and then I went and I saw my second father-in-law and he had committed suicide in, uh, 2014 or something. What did he, I mean, he had been, uh, uh oh seven something like that. I forgot what the exact year he committed. Yeah, no, in 2014 he had uh committed suicide. And uh and I saw him and uh and his dad, his dad had passed, and he had a brother that had gotten killed in a car wreck when uh his brother was five years old and uh, all three of them were standing together. And they, uh, the two uh, younger ones, they looked like twins, and their dad looked, looked like them too, but he was a, a little bit shorter than them, and they were happy to see me. Then I saw my uncle, he's a, a pastor with church, and he had died, and uh, and he was laughing at me. You know, I used to go and see him and make him laugh. You know, we laughed together, and he was laughing. He was rolling, and he was laughing because at his funeral, you know, his family he had him in the coffin and he had his feet sticking out, you know. And I was looking at him like, I had never seen that before, like, the feet sticking out. But so he was laughing at me because I was uh, laugh, uh, thinking about that at his funeral. And, <laughs> and uh, then he uh, I asked, Can I see my house? Do I have a home here? Because I heard the people say they have homes. And so I, we were on that same street that we turned and and start walking up and it was my street and uh there was a it was a house it was glass but there was no front door and it was like one story but it went off a mountain and it had like a uh grayish black slate roof on it and uh it looked unimpressive at first until you went in and i w- wondered how we got in because there was no door and uh and we went in and it went down three stories and you could, it was glass. You can see across the uh, mountain, there's another mountain and it had a big waterfall and blue water coming out in a, a blue river. It was uh, beautiful. And God knows that I love mountains and uh, rivers and stuff like that. It was so beautiful. And it was, uh, and got and uh, Jesus said that uh, it's not finished yet. And uh, and after that, I woke up and I was upset. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> but for, since that time, I was thinking like, why was there no door? I was, and, I, and I prayed about that a lot. Like, why in the world was there no door? I don't know why I kept thinking about that. And then this October, uh, I, I was almost asleep again. And uh, he said to me, Cause I am the door. There's no oh. other yes, there's no other way to get in. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, so. All right.
0: That's awesome.
1: But I also during my NDEs, you know, I became uh, interested in stuff like uh quantum uh mechanics and physics and stuff like that. I was never interested in things like that. I don't understand it that much, but I I'm a lot interested in it. Yeah, yeah
0: I don't understand it either, and I'm interested in it too
1: yes yes
0: so do you feel like you have empath ability does that help you on in your job do you think or
1: yeah, yes it does it really does right now I just work as a I'm a deputy sheriff but I work at in the uh, juvenile courts so I get to talk to the uh, young people Man, I talked to one today who was Going to prison, and we had a really good talk, you know. So <laughs> and they always thank me, so I, I, I think it's really helping. So
0: too bad we can't get to him before then, huh? Like maybe middle yeah, school I, years or something.
1: I wish I could, you know. I had a, a young guy; he had murdered a, murdered his uh, manager one time. Uh, he worked at a grocery store, and the manager helped him out. He didn't have anywhere to live. And the manager helped him out and he robbed this guy and and murdered him. And he, and I know the, the kid's family. And, uh, when he got to jail, you know, you go to jail before you go to prison and he was there, uh, and he started reading his Bible and, uh, he was, uh, it was, he had, changed his life you know he was like he was really remorseful about that he was like i messed up that man helped me i had, he had kids and i he raised me like his own he was you know like his own kid and i did that and, he, and so he was telling he asked me you know he said he had started reading his bible and uh right the day before he went to prison he asked me why didn't anybody uh tell me this before now I said, I'm, I don't know, man. I wish I had seen you. I wish I could tell you. So that's why I'm here. That's why I want to, uh, to get on here and tell people, God loves you. I don't know who's watching this. You know, the Father is a loving Father. He loves you. He's not condemning you. I don't care what you've done. He loves you. You can come to him. He'll He'll meet you there.
0: Yeah. You had beautiful experiences. <laughs>
1: Man, I I, and uh, it, it took away my fear of death. You know, I have to not talk about it because you know, not fear of death because people think that I'm suicidal, I'm not suicidal, or that uh, I'm being selfish and I want to leave and leave my kids. I don't want to, but uh, if it happens, it happens. You know, I, I talked to you. I uh, contacted you earlier because uh, my brother had cancer, and uh, he's a year younger than me. Man, that was horrible. He and he passed, and but right around that time, I was having uh, uh, chest pains again. Man, and I pray. I said, God, listen. You know, you know, I don't mind going, but you know, my family can't. <laughs> not going to be able to take both of us leaving. You know, if he leaves. Yeah. And uh so I, I feel a lot better now but uh you yeah, know I lost my brother and, and then that same night my uncle was killed in a fire and 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 uh, then later on I had another tragedy. my nephew was murdered so yeah it's
0: a good thing you have your faith
1: yeah I mean, yes. it might
0: have been too much. yes if you hadn't had those experiences
1: yes yeah so there's no none of them that uh that haven't been told <laughs> anyway that the lord is good and uh, and who he is jesus is real and he yeah. is who he said he is <laughs> yeah i know yeah. On, a, on a lot of i uh, watch uh, different n d e uh platforms you know when somebody said they saw jesus then they they' get attacked sometimes they like you sure it was Jesus or was like a Jesus figure, you know? And But if they say they sell somebody else, you know, they say, they say Buddha or something, they don't uh, ask them like that. Right. <laughs> Listen, when you see Jesus, you know who Jesus is.
0: Because they equate Jesus as judgment and they don't want judgment.
1: Right. But he's not judgment. He said, I didn't, he said, I didn't come to, to the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved.
0: Awesome.
1: So, so I, you used to be a I minister. Be yes, I uh got ordained and my friend, it was my pastor. I still call him my pastor. He had a church and I would uh and that's that's part of the reason God, you know, it was kind of like a loving rebuke because I didn't even want to hear anything about God's love and stuff like that. I was I would go straight to the judgment part, you know, anytime that I had a chance, you know. Um uh, remember Ananias and fire, they were struck down and god opened up the earth and swallowed them and i get i was real adamant about that i didn't man, we'll hurry up and get over the old love crap you know but uh but uh i got thought there was a bunch of uh silly stuff that they sang about in songs and stuff but a lot of those people have i believe that write those songs like uh of that song, light of the world shine on me love is the answer I believe they, somebody who wrote those thoughts have, have had like near death experiences and stuff like that
0: <laughs> I have a book I forget what it's called but it has him in it and then a story in the next page of the person about the person that wrote the hymn
1: and it has all it. kinds
0: of hymns and all kinds of stories that goes with it it's awesome it's kind of like a yard sale or something I love that book I don't even remember the name it's been a while You're since right. I looked at it
1: Right. You need and, to pull uh, it back out. Yeah, and so me, I, I, I hate writing stuff, but he told me to write a book, so I wrote it. It's really thin, and uh,
0: some people, that's the kind they want. They don't want something. Yes.
1: I I, that, that, I can't write. I mean, I, I can't read a great big thick book. It'd take me years.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I a, wouldn't attempt it either.
1: I have a brother-in-law. He's a genius. And uh, he reads like a book every night I wish I could I wish I could too but I can't you know? <laughs> right. no so did well, you write it. it yeah I wrote it
0: oh that's right I got the name of it down here
1: I wrote it it's on uh Amazon it uh i didn't I don't know, like to mention it much because you know people will say I'm pushing a book but I don't wanna i don't I don't make any money off of it you know you, I think you make like 42 cents a book. And then uh, the taxes is like 53 cents, you know, I lose right. like 11 cents every time I buy one, you know? But, yeah. But <laughs>
0: like I, I think I paid like 3000 to my editor to edit my book. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: I doubt if I made
1: 300,
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm so proud of it. I'll never regret yeah. it. Uh, okay. Now name your book, Crystal Stairway to Heaven. Yes. My Journey to Heaven. Is that right?
1: Yes. Well, it's no, it's "Crystal Stairway to Heaven" is uh, by Victor Hicks. I don't think it's a my. It's, a, it's a Oh, Bible. okay. I must write
0: down something at the bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Was,
0: at, okay. So my. Okay, "Crystal Stairway to Heaven."
1: Yes. Yeah. Cool.
0: So. <laughs> well, I appreciate your time.
1: All right. Well, and I'm thanks. curious
0: now. What age did you become a pastor, minister? It was in
1: 2013. So what year is this? <laughs> is
0: 2022.
1: Uh, yeah so like, okay music so it didn't yeah.
0: last long or
1: well I I figure now that I'm a minister all the time
0: <laughs> that's the way I feel too it's like I am church <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you with yeah, you where I'm, I go <laughs> I'm
1: church going somewhere to happen but I'm not God is not religious and I don't want to be religious God is not religious that stuff that's stuff stuff's men made up. And it has people all condemned and beat down and guilty and sick and stressed out. And, but uh, God's not religious, he loves you. It's simple as that. You love your children and your family, and you, but you didn't really make them, but God actually made you. So how much more does he love you than you love them? You know, that's what he was trying to tell Jonah, I got back now, I'm going to start preaching. But that's what he was trying to let Jonah know. You know, uh, he wanted Jonah to go to uh, speak to the Ninevites so they could repent. And Jonah didn't want them to repent. He wanted God to kill them. They, they had been killing uh, Jonah's people. They, they were really uh, ruthless people. But Jonah knew. He said, uh, I know that you are merciful and you will forgive them. So I'm going the other way. And, uh, but, uh, and, uh, Jonah had mercy later in the story on a, a tree that uh, a worm ate his, he had a little tree that was giving him shade and a, a worm ate it and uh, he was crying over that tree and God told, told him, hey, you were crying over this little tree, how much more should I care about 100,000 people that I made and their animals too? You know, I, 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 I care about him and he does, he cares about us.
0: Yeah, he certainly explained that to you, didn't
1: he? Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> I love it.
0: You have beautiful, beautiful experiences.
1: And ha- I imagine
0: all the people feeling jealous right now. That you got to see all your family this past.
1: Oh, my goodness. That was great. That was great. <laughs> now, was
0: uh, the boy that died when he was five, was he still small?
1: No, no. He was, uh, he was grown with his, uh, his dad and his brother. Awesome, yeah, I think uh I don't know, I've heard stories I don't know if this is true or not that uh you can like decide you know or ask the Lord you know to stay a child and be raised by them later, or something like that. I don't know, but uh, he looked like uh he was grown, he looked just like his brother, yeah I was a little like twins, but just, and I knew exactly who he was i I had only heard about him maybe once, you know. And their mom is still alive. She's like 98, maybe 98, 99. And man, she is the, the sweetest woman I think I ever met in my life. And uh, does she I know didn't... you saw him? No, I haven't, I haven't been able to talk to her, but I've, I've told uh, my ex wife. Okay. You know? So I don't know if she was able to tell her or not. But I, did I bet she'd
0: that. love to hear that.
1: Uh, yes. Yes. I, I, if I ever do see her, I, I am going to tell her.
0: I don't know how much time. She's 98.
1: (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Hey, she looks strong, you know.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much.
1: It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.